Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by StommyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. What's going on, Amy? How are you? Hey, Emily. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What's been going we on? Moving, we are moving right along in this year. I cannot believe that we're like getting to the point where, I mean, I, I feel like it's supposed to be winding down and yet for Team Alexo, like we are, this is our busiest time of year. And so I don't foresee anything actually slowing down anytime soon, which is like a great thing. We've got a bunch of new products that are coming out. I am and I'm so excited for that. Me too. I'm just ready for everything to get here. You know, we've been building up a lot of hype. Some people have wanted us to add some new styles and start expanding the line a little bit. And that's exactly what we're doing with this new streetwear collection. And we're just super excited about it. So that's keeping us very busy. Um, I know you've been very busy as well. All of your travel, Miss cover of Time Magazine, oh, which please. is awesome. <laughs> you as well. So. <laughs> I say, I'm always like, yeah, I was on the cover of Time Magazine. I mean, well, with like 244 other people, but still, right. still, still exciting. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like the so, time we're supposed to be winding down and like getting into like, I feel like family relax mode. It's the, I feel like it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I don't think that's really going to be happening this year. Yeah. My husband and I, are, and I have already kind of prepped each other for what this holiday season is going to look like. And we have a nice roadmap to kind of keeping the stress level of, you know, families and all the expectations that come with the holiday season can be a little overwhelming. And we just refuse to let that happen this year. Exactly. So the time that we do get to spend with our families, we want it to be enjoyable, you know? So we're kind agree. of already starting to roadmap what that's going to look like and how we can make that happen. So... So yeah, but um, I am super glad that our next guest is here with us today. Because let me ask you this, Emily. I, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, you know, my husband travels a lot for work, and he has been traveling exceptionally more over the last couple of months. And so when I'm home by myself, I don't know if it's because he's gone. I just think about this a lot more, but I'm always thinking about the condition of my house and the safety of my house and where I live. And I started doing this thing where I like, will booby trap the door uh, even <laughs> before you get into the house or before you get into my bedroom. Um, because I'm trying to put some safeguards up in right. my house, even prior to me having to use my firearm of choice that I use for my, my home defense. Do you find yourself ever doing that? I run through more of like the what if scenarios, but also doing like the triple checking. Like I know the door is locked, but like I'm like turning it, like unlocking it, then locking it again, especially, especially more so when my husband travels because he does do travel a lot for work as well. And he's getting ready to start up again. And now I'm just going through like, okay, so he's going to be gone now. I need to make sure that I've got like all the 
other things figured out. You know, my bedroom door is here. What do I need to do? What obstacles do I have? I need to clean out this section so I can figure something out. It's just a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about. And so for those of you who maybe have even taken it to more of an extreme than Emily and I have, or for those of you who have not thought about this at all, and actually getting your your home to a level that is just going to protect you and your family the most, uh, we have a wonderful guest here with us today that is going to talk about a great new product and a thing that they've got going on to actually um, help with your home defense plan. So we have our very own Concealed Carry Nation Mr. Riley Bowman with us here today. What's up, Riley? Hey, hey. Riley. Welcome. 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 Thanks for having me. I'm it's happy been to be a minute. Yeah. I don't know if... When the, it's been, when a, it's we, been a long time since we've had him on. I don't know if we've had Riley on ever. I don't, I don't know if I'm cool enough to have been on the podcast. I know that we've yeah. had Jacob. I don't know if we've had <laughs> Riley. Uh, uh, sorry about that. I don't recall, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I have my own podcast and I'm on, a, uh, on other podcasts all the time and I can't. So you're too good for ours? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you never call me. Hey, well, I, I think maybe I'm thinking we, we did a live. We did a really fun Facebook live on yeah. y'all's podcast. Uh-huh. I guess it was like yep. probably last year and I keep thinking I really want to get to a point where we can do some of those live podcasts and we'd love to have you guys come on. Y'all y'all have a great audience. Yeah, Riley has Riley and Jacob have another podcast on the Concealed Carry Nation uh, that is just fantastic, filled with a lot of valuable information and you guys have always got some new product, some new project going on and I'm excited to hear about the new home defense project that's about to launch. Yep. So what can you tell us about this? Yeah. Um, so you're right. We always have something going on. Uh, we've been the last year spending a lot of time uh, developing a new curriculum for all of our instructors nationwide. And that's been uh, where I've been dedicating a lot of time and effort the last several months as we've been rolling it out and starting to certify instructors. Um, but this is just another, you know, project in the mix that has also had to be undertaken. Uh, last month, maybe it's two months ago now, <clears throat> we spent the better part of a week up in the mountains in a cabin filming a home defense course we're calling the complete home defense. And the goal here was to put together a very comprehensive home defense course that's, uh, you know, it's going to be a video. It'll be available for purchasing and streaming online through our website, concealedcarry.com. And also you'd be able to buy the physical DVD set, which is a three, three DVD set. Cool. And uh, so we wanted to put everything into that that we could think of as far as uh, physical security of the home, inside and outside the home, um, what to do inside the home if you had a, had a home invasion, different kind of scenarios, um, barric- you know, a safe room or having a barricade area that you might retreat to, staging of firearms, um, just general tactics and response. But that's, that's kind of the, the, been the goal of the course uh, to put something together that we've seen a number of other products from a couple other guys in the industry that sometimes they're, you know, they might cover one aspect of home defense and then maybe you got to buy a whole other product to get, a, you know, the other aspect or, you know, so we, we try to put everything into that we could possibly think of. So hopefully it's a good one. Very cool. Yeah, so does this mean, are we going to get to see some acting from, are you <laughs> in the actual videos? Well, yeah. Okay. So as the director of training for concealedcarry.com, uh, yeah, I'm in the videos talking about- All right. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of more the, the tactics guy. Uh, Jacob's in there as well. Jacob is the, you know, he's kind of the physical security guy. He's got a lot of experience in that regard. And uh, yeah, we also do some some mild acting, some scenarios <laughs> that, that we play out. 
Uh, we have uh, one of the guys that works for us. Uh, Mitch is our social media manager. He, he plays a bad guy in a lot of the scenes. And how did Mitch? How did Mitch get that role? Uh, I don't know. He just looked like a bad guy. To him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he's kind of scruffy. He's got this, you know, actually uh, he's scruffy. He's going to probably take offense at that, but he's got a nice beard and we're like, Hey, if we throw like a hat or a face mask or something on him, he's going to look really awesome. Face mask. <laughs> but like, but like the nicest guy in the world. Like the nicest oh, yeah, he's guy awesome. ever. Yeah. <laughs> but he that actually funny. He really got into his role. Uh, there's actually a really funny scene in one of the scenarios we played out where, so like we, we we try to play out different scenarios like hey here's a good good way to run it and here's kind of the bad way that this might play out if you if you oh. use poor tactics or made bad decisions and so we we kind of let you know we didn't try to plan these out uh, really well necessarily we just sort of wanted these scenes to develop as they as they developed and so there's this one where. I use poor tactics. I basically go to the door uh, and don't really bother to check who's there or really vet them before I just start opening the door and letting them in. And so, you know, I, I go to the door and I open it up and they just come barging in. And actually in that one, it was, uh, I think it was Mitch and Jacob both playing the <laughs> two bad guys. And so like Mitch just comes in and just like, he just blazes me with his gun. He just boom, boom, boom. And I go down and he stands over top of me like, yeah, I got him. Got him good. <laughs> like he just really like got into it. Like he was all, you know, uh, hi, you know, just hopped up on like adrenaline and stuff. It was pretty funny. I know we're laughing, but this is like a very, I mean, this is a really serious thing because think about this for a minute. I mean, I, I, it's funny because we know you guys right. and I'm going to love, I'm going to love watching these scenarios, but I'm looking forward to gleaning some new information and learning something from these videos because I think that um, especially as women, we're going to be able to take away something very, very valuable in all of this. I mean, just down to exactly what you were saying, you know, I as a woman, before I ever answer my door, we still live out in the country and I didn't even have a peephole. So really, unless I knew you were coming over, it was a scheduled event or someone that was supposed to be here. Or I invited you to my house. Plus, everybody that I invited to my house knew to come to the back door. So <laughs> I just basically just never answered the front door. I really didn't because I would always, I thought through that. I would think, okay, you know, this is, if I am going to answer the door, I need to know who it is. And that, you know, so do you guys kind of break down from give basic, three basic, hey, these are the most important things that you can do to maybe prevent this from even happening. Um, I mean, tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we get into, into that as well as far as uh, how to handle interactions at the door, uh, both with expected and unexpected visitors to the door. Uh, so obviously the big one we're concerned about is unexpected visitors. Mm -hmm. So someone comes to the door, whether it's a, uh, some kind of uh, salesperson or sometimes, you know, in fact, a couple of years ago, my, my wife, I completely forgot about this. She reminded me of this uh, the other night about how we had a crazy lady come to our door once and like she was in tears and she was, it was hard to understand what she was saying. And she was asking, I think what she was trying to basically get out of us was like help, like money. Like, yeah. you know, she, she was giving us some sob story about what happened and, and all this stuff. Right. And it, it, it I'm pretty sure it was not legit. Right. Yeah. But it was one of those situations where you're like, what's going on here? You know, I, I remember looking through the peephole or it was through the one window uh, that I can kind of see the front entry from. And, and I was like, Hmm, okay, well, she doesn't look too terribly threatening, but you know, something's up. So let me, let me see what's going on. And so we talk about like how to handle that, you know, as far as like keeping your foot behind the door, op only opening it up a crack, um, 
you know, putting your weight into the door so that you're already kind of set and prepped that if that person's, you know, decided they want to try to force their way through the door, you already have a foot there blocking it. And plus you've put your, your body weight behind it. You know, just some really basic things there, but we, we go into a lot more greater depth than that as well. That, I mean, I feel like that is like super basic. And until you said that, I've never even thought about doing that. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. I well, also too. That's live, why it's a complete home defense course. <laughs> I think that's great. I think, you know, too, I live in, you know, downtown DC and I live in a building. So you need a fob to get in and then an even to get into the sure. elevator to get to a floor, you need a fob. There are some stairs that you can use to access. So literally no one's coming to my door for any reason. So if my doorbell rings, I'm usually just like, what, what's going on? Who's there? You know, we have, you know, neighbors, but we don't really interact in terms of going over to people's house unannounced for any reason. Sure. Let let me ask you a question though. Is it possible that somebody could still, you know, unauthorized could find their way into your building? Oh, sure. Yeah. People can piggyback um, onto uh, or with somebody who's coming in. I mean, those, those types of notices go around through our building, uh, like internal uh, server or email system that we all have within the building. But yeah, that's a, a concern that we all have. You know, I try not to let people in unless I know them. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's still a, it's still a concern. And so those little tiny tips that you just gave about, you know, putting your weight into the door, it's just something that I never even thought about. And it's so yeah. simple. Yeah. And then like Amy was saying about as far as having a peephole, I mean, no, 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 nothing says that you have to answer the door. Right, right, if you right. Get a, a weird feeling in the gut. You're looking to the peephole. And you're like, mm, just something doesn't doesn't seem quite right. Well, you're not home. God, like, yeah, I can't exactly. believe they made doors with no peepholes. Well, you have to remember, I lived in a house that was built in like the 50s. True. And it, we had like the, yeah, like the original old wood door on the front of it. And so yeah, I mean, it they didn't. And the closest thing was to go and peek right next door in the guest room through the blinds, but then you could see me peeking through the blinds right. and then you would know that someone is there and just not answering the door. <laughs> you know, I have on several occasions though, when we lived out there, because you have to remember too, I was in the middle of nowhere. I was in the country. You had to be very intentional to come to my house. So I think first and foremost, obviously using all of the the situational awareness that we possibly can and deductive reasoning when we're looking at who could be at our door, everyone's going to be a little bit different. If you're in the city, if you're in a high rise, if you're out in the country. And I had no shame. There's several times that I did the crack door thing. I don't know if I really put my weight into it or if it's a big man, I don't know how much that's really going to help them not be able to barge in. So I would, I've actually answered the door with my firearm behind my back before. And just for like an added layer of protection. I don't know if you guys get into that at all, Riley, or if y'all thought about that. Well, yeah. So what we teach is the five fundamentals of home defense. And uh, let me just kind of cover those real real quickly. And so the first thing on that list is to be armed, right? And we're big proponents at concealedcarry.com, the Concealed Carry podcast. We talk about this all the time because in our podcast each week, we cover in the, uh, we we do two, two episodes a week in the first part of the week episode, we cover news stories and we we have a segment we call a justified saves segment. In that segment, we're covering stories about civilian or citizen uses of deadly force. A lot of those are, are home defense, you know, they're home invasion scenarios. In fact, a big, big, big chunk of them are. So, we've constantly, you know, kind of talked about this topic. It's a, it's, I'm sure if 
folks listen to the podcast for a long time, they start hearing the same things over and over again, but there's a reason we talk about it over and over again, because sometimes people need to hear it multiple times for it to finally like, you know, get, get into their head, you know, uh, because we see the same things happen you know, again and again, again. So to be armed and we're big proponents of actually carrying the gun, not just on your person when you leave the home, but when you're also at home, Mm -hmm. that's not always practical. And it, it's not always easy to do. Like you, you get home, you want to maybe change into your comfy clothes. Now, if you're wearing Alexa Athletica, like that's probably pretty easy to do, right? They're I was going to say, I just would change into more Alexa, like honestly. And, and I do. And I'm like, this may, it really does. I forget that it's with me at all times. Like even when I'm in my home, cause other than it sometimes digging into my stomach, just appendix carry in general, you know, is right. Can be not the most comfortable thing in the world. Like that reminds me, Oh yeah, I've got my gun with me, but you're right. Yeah. Did you like that little plug for Alexa? I did. I did. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like I work from home. Uh, I'm here five days a week. I mean, yes, I, I do travel occasionally, you know, you know, to go to shows or to, to go teach courses that we're teaching. Uh, but uh, most of the time I'm at home working from home. Uh, my, my wife's at home. I have a couple of kids at home. We're here all the time, which is, that's actually by itself a pretty good a home defense plan as far as there's not a lot of opportunities that our home are, is just vacant and mm-hmm. wide open for somebody to break in while we're away. But, uh, but then that also tells me that have there been break-ins in people's homes in the middle of the day in our neighborhood? Mm, not frequent or not common, but has it happened? It's, it has happened. So if something were to happen, chances are myself, or my wife, we, we'd be here when it would happen. So I'm sitting here at my desk working a lot of the time. And am I carrying right now? Yeah, I'm absolutely carrying right now. I get up in the morning, I get dressed, you know, shower or whatever. And the gun is part of my dressing routine. Right. right? So mm-hmm. The gun goes on me and I carry it until I, I go, I get ready for bed. Uh, if I want to dress down into gym shorts or sweats or something, because I'm, you know, relaxing for the day or whatever, then I find another way to carry a gun. Uh, sometimes, it's not always my main gun, but maybe I throw a, uh, a little 380 in my pocket or something, or yeah. I'll wear something like a Brave Response holster that doesn't rely on a belt or something, you know, on my waist. I can just throw that on. You know, that's not my first choice of holster when I leave the home, but it's a great choice of holster for me when I'm at mm-hmm. home, especially when hmm. I'm trying to be comfy. So, so that, you know, I'm, I'm all about finding a solution, a workaround uh, to, to, I don't carry a gun for it to be comfortable. I'm comforted because I carry the gun. Right. right? Sure. So I, I go out of my way to make sure that I'm finding solutions for all these different scenarios. So the first fundamental in those five fundamentals is, is to be armed first and foremost, just like have a gun or at the very least have some guns in the home that are staged in a safe, you know, in an appropriate way that you have a plan and you can get to them quickly in the event sure. that you need to. Right. So number what's one, your, what's armed. your home defense gun? Uh, you, what's on, what's on my person primarily. Uh, gotcha. so right now what I'm carrying is a P320. Uh, yesterday it could have been a Glock. Uh, I, 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 I routinely rotate between like a Glock 19, a SIG P320 compact. Now I carry a lot of the SIG P365. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with any one of those three guns, uh, in a home defense scenario. I make sure I always have a light, uh, with the gun or on me. So a lot of times when I put the gun away at the end of the day, I don't necessarily carry a gun on my person with a light mounted to it. That's not that critical to me personally, but I always make sure I have at least a flashlight, right? So I've got one always available ready for use. In my quick access safe, 
you know, throughout the home, I have several throughout the home in my bedroom in particular, I get done with the day. I put my gun away. A lot of times I'll put it, I'll mount a weapon mount of light on the gun when I'm staging it for night. Mm-hmm. And then also in that quick access safe, I have a flashlight as well, a handheld. So cool. that's basically my plan is if I got to get up in the middle of the night and grab that gun, I'm going to grab the gun. It's going to be ready to go. It's going to have a light already attached to it. And I'm also going to reach in and grab a handheld light. And that handheld light's going to be my first go-to light that I use. You know, if I'm not entirely certain what's going on, now I'm not necessarily going to automatically start just going through the whole house and doing, you know, room clearing, clearing or whatever, because that's not necessarily advisable either. Uh, we, we can get into some of the specifics if you want, but I'll, I'll let you ask those questions if you want. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to grab that handheld light. And that's going to be, first I'm going to be checking, you know, my, my, my spouse, my children, okay, checking their rooms. Okay, everything looks cool. And then, you know, I might, I might go further than that depending on the situation, okay? So, but make sure you have a handheld light. So, that, that's my home defense is one of, one of those handguns likely in my quick access safe, ready to go uh, when, I, when I need it, or it's on my person. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like a good AR, um, and I, I sometimes have an AR staged. Actually, I frequently have an AR staged but that's probably not like my personal first, like that's, that's not yeah. what I automatically am going to go to. Right. Because yeah. that's a lot less um, practical in my situation. I have little kids. Right. So I feel like there's something going on in my home at, at night. I don't want to like grab the AR where now I'm forced to use the light on the AR to now go like search my house. Like that's <laughs> dumb. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, chances are I'm going to find out that one of the kids woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And that's the noise I heard. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's not like every noise I hear at night that I jump up and grab the gun either, right? It's just, but, you know, you see, you see what I'm getting at. So, right. yeah. you know, a lot of times what happens is something happens in the middle of the night. I'm going to be awakened. I wake up and I'm going to listen initially because you're going to, there's going to be some telltale signs if there's an invasion going on. Okay. Either a door is getting, you know, especially the way my, my house is secured. They're getting in one of two ways. They're busting down a door or they're busting out a window, okay? And so if they come, and chances are, the easiest way for them to get in, into my house because of how my doors are secured is probably through a window. The doors, they're going to they're have to make a lot of noise. They're going to have to do a lot of damage to get through the deadbolts and all the other auxiliary devices I have that are keeping those doors secure. So chances are they're going to come through a window. A window will be broken. Glass will be on the floor they're going to step through. You're going to hear crunching of the glass, all that Mm -hmm. stuff, right? So like, that's what I mean when, if you have a home invasion going on, first you're awakened and I'm listening and I'm paying attention to those details. All right. And I know what my children sound like, although I've been surprised from time to time. (laughs) But you know, know, I'm listening. Okay. Yep. That's a kid. All right. I'll get up. I'll check on the, on the kid. Yeah. All right. They're okay. Back in bed. Um, But we did have a situation a few years ago where our neighbor's, had a car vandalized. The windshield smashed in, side windows broken, headlights, tail caps um, smashed in. And it woke me up. It was like 2.30 in the morning. And by the way, it happened three times over three different episodes. Yeah, it was the same, like, the same neighbor? Yeah. Jeez. It turned out that it was a disgruntled ex-lover. Something I was about to say that. That yeah, sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, that, that, that freaked us out in a big way because it sounded, to be honest with you, when you're awakened from a dead sleep and you hear smashing glass and stuff, which is what I heard. Sure. It, it, 
even though it was at my neighbor's house, but it was still pretty much right next door. It was out the window of my master bedroom and there is the driveway of my neighbor and that's where it was taking place. It sounded to me, I woke up thinking somebody was breaking into my house. Sure, yeah. You know, I thought I thought this, the crap was going down, yeah. you know? <laughs> so that was, that was really a wake-up call. Yeah. Three times. Man. <laughs> Over three weeks. Man. They eventually caught him, I believe. Yeah, it was intense. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I felt like getting into the, hey, what gun do you use for personal home defense? is like, like a whole nother... I, like right. in episodes that we could really get into. Um, now, we, we do cover that in the course as far as like, okay, here are some handgun considerations. Here are rifle considerations. Here are shotgun considerations. Okay. We talk about the different weapons, the different platforms, pros and cons of each of the platforms, things you need to know, uh, mounting accessories to them, whether it's optics or lights or slings or whatever. Like oh, that's all, that's all covered in the, in the complete home defense course. Wow. So you said, Armed was the first fundamental. Did we get Correct. to the second? No, we didn't. No, I, I asked a I asked a derailing question. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> right. We don't get we don't get Riley on very often. So I'm just gonna try to hit him with like every question I can think of while while we've got a captive audience right now. Well, well and I apologize too, because I'm used to podcasting and I have to talk a lot. So I, I can start going. Okay? So. No, no, I, I love it. All right. So the second fundamental is evade. Okay. Right. So first thing is just make sure that you're armed. Okay. But then we're, we're taking the position or the assumption that something's occurring with the home. Either the, the home's physical security has been compromised or it's about to be compromised. Now, one place where a lot of people make a mistake is they go to investigate and they'll sometimes go outside of their home to investigate that. Yeah. And that, that's what we're, we're saying not to do that. We're saying to evade and by evade it, that, that, word choice is very specific. It's not saying retreat. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about retreating. It's not about, you know, because some people, and some people take offense at that, right? That, well, this is my house. I don't have to retreat. Castle doctrine, baby, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and, and, but, but what we're saying is evading the confrontation, evading that intruder, whatever it is, honestly, like, yes, you might have the right within your own home to do certain things, but evading that situation is always the best course of action first. Even within the home, use of deadly force should still be the last resort. Yeah. Now, imagine you, you, you greet somebody at the door and they instantly start coming at you with a weapon and you're armed, so you draw your gun. Well, obviously you have to jump right to mm-hmm. uh, you know, using deadly force. There, right. that, that, we're talking about if we have the opportunity, then the second thing is we want to try to evade the situation if at all possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, so that would mean getting back, you know, to, uh, this is our third uh, principle of, 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 or fundamental of home defense. And that is barricading. So if you try to evade the situation, right, then ideally, and I, that might mean I'm, I'm going ahead and I'm getting my gun out and I'm prepared to use it if need be, but maybe I don't see where the threat's coming from yet, just yet. Uh, it's in a different part of the house, or maybe they're still working on getting their way into the house. Well, I might have that gun out, but I don't see anybody yet. So I'm going to be continuing to evade and I'm, I'm going back to my barricade area. So that's the third fundamental, which is, so in, in order, number one, be armed. Number two, evade. Number three, barricade. So ideally, if you take home defense really seriously, you should have some sort of safe room or barricade area. And this is not hard to do. Okay, because most residential homes have 
especially if it's been built in the last like 20, 30 years, very, very poor security once you get inside the home. Yeah. Right. Like your bedroom doors are hollow core doors. Uh, the mm-hmm. locks are not that substantial. Uh, just adding a solid door to like your master bedroom or something, or even all of the bedrooms, right? Your bathrooms and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe that, that could be hollow core or whatever, but unless you plan on maybe using a bathroom as a, as a barricade area, but it's very easy to, to just replace a few doors with solid wood doors. And then if you want to take it the next step, add a deadbolt to, to that bedroom yeah. door. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that will significant. And I mean, a real deadbolt where the jam itself is also reinforced. The screws are going not just into the jam, but all the way through into the studs, Uh, you know, and there's some other things that can be done too, but, but just replacing a door with a solid door and putting a deadbolt on now you've taken a significant jump up in, you know, taking a, a standard bedroom that's it really would take nothing for a bad guy to come through. Now it's going to take them a little bit of effort. It'll buy you some time. And that time might be crucial as far as, you know, grabbing a gun that stage, mm-hmm. you know, if sure. you were caught in a situation where you didn't have it on your person or whatever it is. No, that's yeah. a great tip. Yeah, that is a great tip. I, I've looked at the locks on my door and I'm like, I can unlock that with a quarter. Yeah. I mean, it's not like <laughs> you have to have our, I probably, to be honest, could probably kick in the door. And I mean, and I'm not that strong. So I'm sure someone else could do that too. You know, I guess it kind of almost gives you this false sense of security, which is why I have like this closet door right by it. And I literally like, I jam it. I put my dog, my 30 pound dog food bag in front of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm at least going to make it as noisy and as difficult as possible to get in my door to buy me some time. Cause I, I think about like where the layout of our house and all this, I'm like, I'm not in a great area to, to truly be able to evade like you're talking about um, with enough time. Like I have to plan where I put my firearms. I, I have to think through those situations mm-hmm. and I have to think, okay, if this were to happen, I hear it. How much time is it going to take me to get to my firearm, get in a place where I feel comfortable behind what wall, you know? So there's like a lot of planning that truly goes in to keeping yourself safe within your own home. Right. Yeah. Well, Cause I was thinking about when Riley, you're talking about like barricading. I'm like, Oh gosh, in my living room, I won't, where am I going to barricade myself? I can't move my couch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, realize that uh, it we say safe rooms and or barricade areas uh, it can be it doesn't have to be a bedroom it doesn't have to be a a, a literal room with a door that's locked although that's probably more ideal Mm -hmm. but it can also just be that you have I mean imagine that you know somebody's in a studio apartment right and they have like literally like like it's just like one big room practically yeah uh you don't have really a barricade area or a safe room necessarily, but you can think about the layout of your apartment or your home and areas where you might be able to retreat to and kind of set up, uh, you know, sort of take, take a position. And what you want to be thinking about is not only if possible, if you have forms of cover, which would be ideal to have, but not a lot of homes necessarily have good forms of cover, but at least some concealment would be better than nothing. And then also, a setup where you you get the advantage, meaning that you force, if there's going to be somebody that comes to you, you're forcing them to come through a hallway or through a doorway where they're going to be funneled into a place where you as the home defender are really only concerned with, I see somebody come through this narrow opening, mm-hmm. right? So I have one direction where I'm focused on. And so all I'm concerned about is, see somebody come through that, through that opening and recognize that they are a threat and pull the trigger if Mm. need be. Right. 
Yeah. As opposed to being caught in an area where there's a couple different, you know, ways they could come at you or you're just, you know, out in the open. So that's, that's, that's another principle of barricading is having a position of advantage where you can take that up and you know your home and you know, you understand it better than anybody else. And, and you're doing everything you can to put the intruder at a disadvantage and give yourself all of the advantage as well as the element of surprise. Wow. Okay. So that's number three barricade. What's number four? I was going to say, so what I'm hearing is that the spot that I can take cover, I need to not store the shopping packages that I receive. <laughs> I need to find a new place for that. <laughs> Unless it has one of your stilettos in there and can be used as an improvised weapon or something. You know? right. All right. So then you've got armed, evade, barricade. What's next? Contact. Now, this is a sort of double entendre type use of the word. So what we mean by contact now at this point, ideally, if you've barricaded, you're in a safe room, whatever, uh, if you have the time, meaning you've bought maybe perhaps some time because you've now put yourself in a more of a secure area, now you want to be thinking about, all right, get that call placed to 911, right? Now, you know they're going to be minutes out still, right, most likely, but, you know, the sooner we get that call placed, the better. Now, obviously, if you have a spouse or partner or somebody, you know, from the get-go, if you could say, hey, you know, there's something going on, call 911. Well, you've already taken care of that step. So, Mm -hmm. when we talk about these five fundamentals, it's not like these have to be done in a certain order. It's just that, you know, these are just basic fundamentals. But we do kind of talk about it like in this ideal scenario where it takes some amount of time for the bad guy to get in and you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, like, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. In fact, rarely our situation is going to play out exactly like that anyway. But anyway, contact. So place the call to emergency responders. And then the second meaning of the word contact is if necessary at this point, you've now taken steps to evade, barricade, you've armed yourself, but the bad guy still keeps coming. And you you could, you know, keep in mind, you could be using commands. You could be telling them, look, I'm armed. You need to leave now. Uh, I will use deadly force if you come any closer, whatever it is, okay, whatever you feel in the moment, although it's not a bad idea to practice some of these phrases, uh, even things as simple as stop, don't come any closer, um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you could be doing that, right? Maybe you, do, maybe, maybe you don't have the chance to do that though. So either way, contact your contact emergency responders and or if necessary now at this point, it may play out to where you need to contact meaning engage the, uh, the intruder. Okay. So engage in whatever way, uh, verbally it may be initially, or it might go right to shots fired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and also too, a lot of people are able to solve situations just because of the presence of the gun, right? They, they draw it, they have it at the ready. Uh, they continue issuing commands. The bad guy's like, Oh shoot, I don't want this fight. You know, he sees you, you got a shotgun or something. And it's like, <laughs> No. So uh, that contact can come in a variety of forms, but worst case scenario, it means shots are fired. Yeah. It's, man. Yeah. That's a, that's good stuff, man. I mean, it, it really is. And uh, we got one more, right? On, yep. with the, and the fifth. So what's so the fifth? fifth? Is respond or respond and recovery. And so what we mean by this is it's not responding now to the bad guy. It's responding to what's occurred. We're, we've assumed that contact has occurred, right? And uh, also a call has been placed to emergency responders. So initially, 
maybe responding to emergency responders, law enforcement arriving on the scene, uh, knowing the things that you need to know ahead of time uh, to handle that situation appropriately where you don't end up getting yourself shot because they show up. You know, we had that situation here in Colorado not that long ago where the uh, he's a veteran, you know, he, and he had an intruder in his home. He shot the bad guy that was assaulting his grandson. And for whatever reason, when law enforcement showed up on the scene, they saw him through a doorway and they get, they issued no. commands and dropped, dropped the weapon. And for whatever reason, he had bad hearing. He, he didn't drop the weapon. He did not respond to the commands and they did fire at him because mm. they didn't know who he was yet right. at the time, right? So it's, it's kind of, it's understanding those nuances about how mm. to respond now to responding law enforcement and other emergency responders. And then the second, this, this word also has two meanings. It's responding to law enforcement, but it's also responding to any first aid or emergency care that uh, needs to take place as well. So imagine, you know, uh, you got yourself injured or a family member got injured. So you want to have typically in a safe area or barricade area, um, you know, a trauma kit or something like that, where you can now administer emergency medicine if necessary. Wow. So you guys literally go through, how many DVDs? It's a three-part series, right? Three. Three-part series, and you're really breaking this down. I mean, I know we jumped into a lot today, but y'all go even deeper, right, with these videos and do scenario-based training and all that. Yep. Yeah, I don't have the final uh, time stamp on on what the total length of this course is, but it's several hours long, which is why it's split up over three DVDs. Wow. So So when is all this going to be available? When can we expect to, to see this program launch and be released? It's live. As you're listening to this podcast, it's live right now, you can go to concealedcarry.com forward slash home defense. Okay, fantastic. And a um, couple different ways, to, can they watch it all there? I mean, or are they going to have to buy the DVDs? How, how can they watch all of it? Right, right. So there'll be an option to uh, buy uh, the uh, online or the streaming version of the course. And that should be, it's, it, so the, the course will be available to buy right now, but we are still, still putting some of the finishing touches on the post-production. Okay. So it will be available very soon, like within, uh, within a week or two (laughs) or so, like very, 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 very soon. The DVDs will come shortly thereafter. All right. I know you guys do um, Guardian Nation. Is there going to be anything um, in there reminding people or or any special discount deals or anything like that uh, for the people that are signed up for Guardian Nation? Yeah, we will have a special offer for Guardian Nation members only. So obviously, we, we want to take care of our Guardian Nation members. There's over 1,200 of them now, and they're awesome. And uh, so they'll get a special a special deal. And, and tell us a little bit about that, too. We've, we've hit on it before in previous episodes, but in case someone doesn't know what Guardian Nation is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that is as well? Yeah, Guardian Nation is our premier membership for those that uh, you know visit our site and uh, uh, take in our content, different things. So Guardian Nation uh, gives you special access to online only content, uh, training videos. Uh, they get access to our members only Facebook group, uh, which is really, I, I was actually interacting with a couple guys just a little, just a few minutes ago about that. You know, guys are, and gals are asking questions about various things, you know, what, what gun, what holster, home defense questions, whatever it is. And we're in there interacting with our members. Um, 
A big thing is every quarter, if you are a member for at least a full quarter, and we only ship these uh, every, was it November? We have a box coming out this month. November, February, May, and August is when we ship boxes. So if you're a member of the previous three months to those months where we ship out boxes, you're going to get a box of gear. Uh, valued at at least the price of the membership. And that's, that's our commitment is that you'll get at the very least, if you don't take in the online training content videos, um, I didn't mention that we do a monthly broadcast with top industry professionals and instructors uh, that is only available to Guardian Nation members. And it's a, it's a, it's a literal Q and a, so you'll get to watch Jacob and myself typically interacting with this industry professional and we've had guys like Kyle Lamb and John Lovell and, uh, geez, a whole bunch, Mike Hughes. Uh, there's just so many now. It's hard for me to just like, I used to be able to like number them off just really quick, but we've just had so many awesome guys as our monthly guests regarding nation members. And you get to ask questions directly to them. So if you don't take advantage of any of those other things, including we have, we now have issued a 5% discount for ammo purchases at ammosupplywarehouse.com. Ooh, yeah. nice. Uh, everyone can use an ammo discount. That's, that's right. <laughs> and and AmmoSupplyWarehouse.com already has really aggressive pricing on ammo. So even 5% off, it, it really makes it, I think about the, I, I, I've checked into it. It's pretty much the cheapest place you can buy ammo anywhere uh, is AmmoSupplyWarehouse.com with our Guardian Nation members only 5% off discount. Oh, sweet. And members get 15% off of USCCA memberships. That doesn't exist anywhere. Uh, you cannot get a USCCA membership discounted no matter where you look or where you go, except through Guardian Nation. Wow. Uh, so if you don't take advantage of any of that other stuff, <laughs> you at the very least you can get shipped once per quarter, every three months, you'll get a box of gear that is valued at at least what you put into the cost of the membership and, that and the gear is got, pretty awesome. Yeah. That box has got some good stuff. I mean, we, we got the full lot, the uh, Andrew Bronco's book, who was part of our uh, podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the law of self-defense. It was a great book. I, I suggest everyone getting that. Um, there's been Streamlight flashlights that I added to my everyday carry. Lots of good stuff in uh, those guardian nation boxes, gun cleaning kits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. There's, there's cool stuff. I, I think I was really excited after we had Andrew on. I, I didn't, I had forgotten that that book was came in one of my Guardian Nation boxes. And I'm like, oh, Emily reminded me. And I went back and I looked at it. I was like, yes. And I started that book. And it's a really great book, you guys. We had Andrew on, like, like Emily said, just a couple weeks ago. And he wrote a fantastic book that truly walks you through step by step. If you do find yourself in a situation where you have to use your firearm for self-defense, how you can really formulate and make sure that that you know case can uh, make it I guess through trial and he yep. just goes through everything on the law, the actual law of self-defense, which mm-hmm. I found very informative. So right. great yep. stuff in the guardian nation um, boxes with the membership, everything Riley, tell us where they can go to go sign up for that. If that's something that they're interested in. Yeah. Guardiannation.com. You get signed up today. Easy. Awesome. Easy. Easy. So, so far I've mentioned, uh, so the home defense course will be available. Uh, concealedcarry.com forward slash home defense. Then you get signed up for guardian nation guardianation.com if you want. But one other link I'll give you, and this is this actually has to do with Andrew Brinka, and that is that we're doing a special live Q&A webinar with him next Monday oh. at uh, 6, you know, let me double check this. I think it's 6 p.m. 
Mountain Time. Hold on. I am joining that because after reading this book, I have so many questions for him. (laughs) Here you go. I'll tell you. I'm pulling it up right now. It is Monday. So what is that? The 11th? The 12th. Yeah, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So Monday, November 12th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So it'd be 8 p.m. on the East Coast for Emily there. Okay. 7 p.m. 7 my time. Yes. All right. And uh, so uh, registration is required, um, but that'll be a special home defense focused legal or webinar or Q&A, whatever you want to call it. Awesome. And folks can get registered for that ahead of time. Concealedcarry.com forward slash HD as in home defense, HD legal webinar. And uh, love to have you. Any any of your listeners or any of you ladies join in? Cool. We'll yeah, for time. sure. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely be putting links. We've given you all so much information today, but we'll be putting links to all of that uh, everywhere that we advertise for this podcast episode and all that. But Riley, thank you so. Yeah, thank you so much. much. So informative. Yes, very informative. I, I can see the ladies that listen to this podcast just getting a lot of value out of that. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, don't let it be another year or so until we have you back on the show. I want you to come back. I, I, already, I already have ideas of what we want you to talk about. So uh, we're really looking forward to seeing, I know, I think we'll all see each other at SHOT Show. It'll be the next time we all mm-hmm. are physically in the same room together. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we know we'll see you there, but thank you so much again for joining. Yeah, thank and, you so thanks much. Thanks for having Riley. me. Emily, thank any you. last thoughts before we head out? No, I'm going to just, hey, if there's any of uh, you girls that want to be featured on our Follow Friday, go ahead and send us a DM through our Not Your Average Gun Girls Instagram page. Let us know why you're not your average gun girl so we can get you featured on our weekly Follow Friday series. We'd love to hear from you. want to hear uh, your stories and share that with all the listeners and everyone else and keep building this community. Yep, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye, guys. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.